0: Listening to the Miracle Word Podcast, we believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. What is up, everybody? Ted Shuttlesworth back with you again today on the podcast. I'm recording this. This week from Hobart, Indiana, out here in the Midwest, about an hour from Chicago. We're having a wonderful and a powerful meeting here at Hobart Assembly of God. I'm so excited. I've got something powerful for you today on the podcast. But before we jump in, let me just make a couple of quick announcements. Number one, if you've not yet gotten a chance to subscribe to our Monday Music Mashups playlist, I want to encourage you on Apple Music or Spotify, if you have an account on either, on either one of those, search Monday Music Mashup, and you'll see that I've created a playlist just for you. Every single Monday, we update it with new music to stir you up, to encourage your faith, and to give you a soundtrack for the week, doing what God's called you to do. And uh, music's so important. People ask me all the time, what are you listening to right now? What are you into? And so we try to keep that thing updated every single week, And uh, it will be a huge blessing to you. So whether you're on Spotify, whether you're on Apple Music, just search Monday Music Mashup and it will be right there for you. You should see the orange cover art that I made and you can subscribe or like the playlist and uh, it would be a huge blessing to you. I know you guys will love it. Plus, we've got coming up Southeast Worship Summit 2019 the annual worship conference in South Florida. It's going to be awesome. May the 7th through the 10th, 18 free sessions where we teach you about the power of praise and worship. And I'm telling you, it's going to be phenomenal. Not to mention on the Friday night, we have a live album recording, a live concert where we're going to be recording a live album there. And you, I want you to be a part of it. You can check out more information about that at southeastworship.com southeastworship.com. You can register absolutely free, and I know you're going to have a blast with us. Come on down on May the 7th through the 10th. And uh, who doesn't want to be in South Florida? It sounded like I was doing like a barbecue. Come on down. Come on down to Southeast Worship Summit. No, (laughs) come please attend the Southeast Worship Summit. I know it's going to be a blessing to you and uh listen, you don't have to be a singer. You don't have to be a band member or musician to be a part of this conference. Literally, we've had believers come that just wanted to go deeper in the subject of praise and worship, the most powerful tools God's given us for victory. And uh you will be encouraged and imparted to and ministered to. So check it out. Check out more information on southeastworship.com. I've got Minister Jenya Jackson, Minister Reese Jackson. They're going to be with me. We've got... uh classes and workshops for uh, people that are singers people that are band members people that are lighting tech sound doesn't matter what team you're a part of uh, or if you're just a believer wanting to go deeper there's something powerful for you so definitely check that out it's going to be awesome I, I actually I cannot wait for it to hurry up and get here because I know it's going to be that good so I would really love to see you guys there and then finally I want to hear from you guys uh, on the podcast those of you that are listening love to hear from you so uh, I want you to send me an email when you get a chance, ted at miracleword.com, ted at miracleword.com. If you've got suggestions for upcoming content on the podcast, what you'd like to hear more of. Um, what you're sick of hearing, if you hate the podcast, whatever it is, I want to hear from you. So drop me an email whenever you get a chance, ted at miracleword.com, and I love to hear from you guys. All right, let's jump right in today. As you saw on the title, we're going to be talking about five amazing inventions that signal the rapture is close. The rapture of the church is at hand. We are in the final moments of time. You know, if you if we're already seeing signs in the world for the second coming of Christ, which by the way, takes place after the tribulation, then how much closer are we to the rapture of the church? Now, it's important that I say to you at the beginning of the podcast that the rapture as taught in the Bible is a completely signless coming. What do I mean by that? Well, the Bible says that Jesus Christ will come like a thief in the night with no sign, no warning. The Bible says that he will descend from heaven with a commanding shout when the trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ will get up out of our gra- their graves. Those of us that are alive and remain will be caught up to meet him in the air, but there will be no signs that precede this coming. Uh, in fact, there are not, there's nothing that has to happen before the rapture can take place. But what I want to show you today, so as I'm showing you these five amazing technological advancements that are a signal That Christ is coming, what do I mean by that? What I mean is there are prophesied events in the Bible that would not be possible without these things I'm going to show you today. So these five amazing technological advancements and inventions are actually now able to facilitate a literal interpretation of Bible prophecy. I feel, and many scholars feel, that we should read the Bible literally whenever we can, interpret it literally whenever possible. Even reading through the book of Revelation, that we should not uh, interpret the book of Revelation in a figurative way if we can interpret it in a literal way. What do I mean by that? Well, for example... I'll show you the moment where the Bible prophesies that the Antichrist will be uh, take a wound to the head to be struck down and then be resurrected again. Well, we shouldn't take that to mean figuratively that he'll take a wound to his authority or that his authority will be damaged and then you know his authority will be restored to him. No, we should take it to mean literally, as the Bible says, that he will be struck down. Many believe that the Antichrist halfway through the tribulation will be assassinated. And then to copy what Jesus did as the Antichrist, he will be raised from the dead. And when the world sees that, they'll be sure of his supernatural power and follow after him. So there's a passage of scripture where instead of interpreting it figuratively, we would take that, what the Bible says, literally. That he will literally be struck down from a wound to his head And then resurrected again. So we believe that you should interpret the Bible literally whenever possible. And that means that there are some things that are going to take place in the last days that could not even be possible without some of these amazing advancements in technology. In fact, these advancements I'm going to show you today, because they were invented and created, many previous interpretations of Revelation that were figurative, now could very easily be literal. You know, there were people, and I'll I'll show you that in a moment, there were people in the past that said, well, you know, you read some of these prophecies, obviously when you read it, you know, this could not be a literal uh, thing that's going to happen, so the Bible must be speaking figuratively here. But the problem was, is that they were interpreting Scripture or Bible prophecy by the current day they were living in or by the current technological age that they were living in. And I'll show you that in a minute. It's dangerous to do that. But now we're living in a time where these things, these five things I'm going to show you today are all not, I mean, you'll see it as I show you, they're not just possible, they're plausible. I mean, it's probably what's going to take place. And I'm going to show you that because these things are in place, it shows you that that we're that much closer to Bible prophecy being fulfilled and that being the case, for Jesus to return, rapture the church. And the reason I say that, you know, the tribulation is only seven years in total. It's not, it's not like it's a 100-year time of judgment on the earth. It's only seven years. Think back seven years in your life. Think back how quickly it seems like it's passed. I mean, my daughter Madeline is eight, and she's about to be nine. It feels like, literally, it feels like two weeks ago that I brought her home from the hospital and took her back to our house in Virginia Beach. It feels like yesterday. Time flies, and the tribulation's only seven years. So if you think that an antichrist system is gonna wait until the tribulation begins to set everything in place and to build an infrastructure to rule the world, you don't understand how fast time goes by. These things are already going to be in place By the time the rapture happens so that when Christ removes the church from the earth, the Antichrist can step right in and begin to do what he was prophesied to do from scripture. So it's not going to wait. The devil's not going to wait. Time's not waiting until the tribulation begins. These things are already being developed toward a one world system, a a one world monetary system. These things are already happening, and I'm going to show you today how technology's facilitating these prophesied events. It's going to blow your mind. Number one, I want you to see that there is a passage in Scripture that is found in the book of Zechariah, chapter 14 and verse 12. It is a prophecy, and this is what the Bible says, and this shall be the plague wherewith Jehovah will smite all the peoples that have warred against Jerusalem. Watch this now. Here's the prophecy. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet, and their eyes will consume away in their sockets, and their tongues shall consume away in their mouths. So saying that their flesh will literally melt away while they're on their feet. Their eyes will melt out of the sockets while they're standing there. Their tongues will melt away in their mouth because they've warred against Jerusalem. And many people read this and believe that one of the possible interpretations here is that it's speaking of nuclear weaponry being used or brought back against or on the people that are coming against Israel with nuclear weapons. One of one of the things that's very real about this prophecy is that when, when the Bible prophesies those that will stand against Israel, you know our Bible is unlike any other quote unquote holy book because our Bible includes prophecy, literal prophesied events about the future. Did you know that when the Bible was written it was about 33% prophecy at the time of writing. And 80-some percent of those prophecies have already perfectly come to pass with the final amount taking place here in the end times. And then, of course, the tribulation and the millennium, those things will happen as time goes on. But our Bible has accurately prophesied the future time and time again. And when God spoke about the nations that would stand against Israel, he didn't speak vaguely. He named the nations by name he would speak of what's now modern day Russia, Persia, which is now Iran and Iraq and parts of Turkey. You know, the Bible speaks very plainly about these nations that would stand against Israel. Well, it's, it's no surprise to me that the, that these nations are already responding in kind as God prophesied they would through his word. For example, uh, you know, former, um, Iranian president, uh, Ahmadinejad, he he spoke publicly, and, you know, and, and by the way, uh, I've written this in an article, and if you'd like to see all of the uh, the references of where I've gotten this information, and you'd like me to take you to credible news sources, I'll put the link in the uh, description of this podcast episode, and you can click on it and read the actual article I wrote, and if you'd like to click on what I've written and see the actual references, you can read it for yourself. But the, uh, the uh, previous president of Iran, Uh, Ahmadinejad, you know, publicly made statements that it's their desire to wipe Israel off of the map. They want to wipe Israel off the map, just as God prophesied that Persia would rise against Israel and fight in war against them. And, you know, a few years ago, we had this huge controversy that, you know, Iran wanted to secure the rights to enrich uranium, you know, and our nation allowed it to happen. And, you know, they say, well, you know, it's only for uh, scientific purposes and for, you know, purposes of, uh, you, you say, it's not for, they they told us, you know, it's, it's definitely not for the purposes of making weapons of mass destruction and all this other stuff. Well, it's obviously a lie because you can't say two things out of the same mouth. You can't say, hey, we want to enrich uranium, which would give us the ability to make nuclear weapons. And then in another press conference say, we also want to wipe Israel off the face of the map. Iran is not bashful about the fact that they want to make war against Israel, that they want to destroy and eliminate Israel from the face of the earth. This is prophecy taking place. So it's no surprise to me that now that nuclear weaponry is an actual technology that's been developed and we've had it for some time, you know, think of the thousands of years on the earth where they had the Bible. And, and had these prophecies and these scriptures where you could read something like Zechariah 14 and say, what does that even mean? That while people are standing on their feet, their flesh will melt off their bodies. What does that even mean that while they're just standing there, their eyes will melt away and their tongues will melt away in their mouth? You know, that, t- that sounds, you know, crazy in, in previous days where technology was not advanced as it is today. And we have weapons of mass destruction. Uh, these things that, you know, it's, it's, you know, we're seeing it in the news that these nations who were prophesied to make war against Israel are creating and preparing nuclear weapons and doing their best to point them at Israel. And God said, I will not let my people be destroyed. I will have their back. So whether that means that you know, nuclear weapons are launched against Israel, and God does something supernatural to return the curse to sender and destroy the armies of those that rise up against Israel, or whether God just sends the fire of heaven. Uh, understand that these things are in place. You know, uh, whatever it may be, these things are ready to go that would facilitate these prophecies and, and make them extremely possible and plausible that we're already seeing it in motion, that they're making moves against Israel and doing everything they can to plan that. So number one, nuclear weaponry is a sign that uh, we are in those final moments of time. We're seeing even those nations that were prophesied about Russia. I mean, look at all that Russia's been doing under Putin in the last few years, invading Crimea and all the other things that are taking place along the Baltic Sea. And I mean, as the Bible talks about These nations are beginning to make moves even now to fulfill prophecy and nuclear weaponry is at their disposal. And we can see very clearly this stuff could, I mean, if it happened tomorrow, it could happen. We're not waiting on anything else to be developed. These things could take place tomorrow. Number two, this one's very interesting to me. The second technological sign that we're very close to the rapture of the church is what I would consider to be a possible mark of the beast technology. Now obviously, anything you talk about when it comes to Bible prophecy is going to be speculative because we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But we can see what the Bible says will happen and speculate from there. And one of the things I think is very likely is that as the Bible tells us that there will be a technology developed and a system developed so that when the tribulation takes place, If you don't fall in line with the rules and the laws and the agenda of the Antichrist, then you'll not have the ability to buy or sell anything. This is found in Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 and 17. The Bible says, and he, that is the Antichrist, causes all the small and the great and the rich and the poor and the free men and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And he provides that no one will be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. So one of the things interesting to me about this is you've gotta remember this is a worldwide system. It's a worldwide system. So literally, it has to affect entire economies. It has to affect the, uh, you know, the way people trade, barter, buy, and sell. Even your groceries or whatever else. There's nothing you'll be able to buy without this. Look at how purchasing power has moved forward in the last 20 years, just in the last 15 years. I mean, it's interesting to me. Credit cards have always been something for you know, decades now that we've used around the world to make purchases but what have they done recently now they've been putting these chips we have chip cards chip cards that you you know your debit card may have one you can you can slide it into the, the chip into the machine and then put in your debit number It's supposed to protect you even more from fraud well they've gone a step further and we have something now that's uh near field communications or what they call nfc chips this is what you would have inside your iPhone or inside your Samsung phone or your Android phone, you know, because now we have Google Pay or Google Wallet as it's called. We have Apple Pay, we have Samsung Pay. You know, we have we have uh, the Cash app, we have PayPal. And so now we have microchips that are planted in our phones that allow allow us to make purchases without even having to pull cash, a check, or a credit card out of our wallet. We literally can take these microchips and make purchases and have things directly deducted from our bank accounts just by this technology. Now it's recently moved a step further than that and now if you wear an Apple Watch or a smartwatch of some sort, you now have the ability to pay for things via your watch. So now, the, the microchip has, has moved from our phones and now it goes right to our wrists and we can now go to Starbucks drive through, hold our wrist out and they can scan that barcode and we can pay for a latte without having to do anything other than to extend our arm. To me, the next logical step You know, because one of the things you see that's happening often is that people, you know, there's all of these fraud alerts everywhere you look. Best Buy was hacked into, Target was hacked into, and people's data was stolen, and, you know, people's bank accounts were hacked, and money was taken out, and there's fraud prevention. Some of it, I believe, is contrived to put that thought process into the minds of uh, individuals that, man, we are extremely unsafe. Our identities are going to be stolen. Our bank accounts are going to be hacked. Uh, We're going to lose this and that. And this spirit of fear, which I believe, by the way, will be the motivating factor that will push people in droves to receive the mark of the beast after the rapture. We'll get to that in a minute. But I honestly believe the next logical step is, well, hey, in order to make sure that no one ever steals my ability to, to buy or sell, let's just take that NFC chip that's in the phone, or that's in the um, watch, and let's have an easily implantable one in our hand. Why not just put one in our hand, so that we don't have to ever remember to pull, put the watch on in the morning. We don't ever have to remember to, if, if we leave our phone at home, we can still make the payment. You say, well that's crazy, that sounds like a sci-fi movie. Guess what, it's already happening. It's not going to happen. There's something called RFID chips radio frequency identification chips. There are uh, people in Sweden that work in office parks that are already having this so that they can enter and exit the buildings. You know, the first families in the United States of America that received these chips were in 1996 as the as the experimental uh, testing was going on to, for the technology of the use of those chips. There used to be a corporation called Verachip Corporation that was developing these uh, chips for several reasons, for medical purposes. For example, let's say you went into the hospital in a coma and the doctors didn't know what you were allergic to when it came to medication or anything else. By easily scanning your hand, your RFID implant, they could have your full medical history and safely work on you even in a coma. It could store all your bank account information, your, identifi- your identity information, your passport, your driver's license all of those things. And in the same way we can see by NFC chips, we could easily implant the ability to have near field communications payments. Why couldn't I put Apple Pay? Why couldn't I put Google Wallet or Samsung Pay in my hand? Well, obviously the technology is there. But I think if people announced it right now, nobody would do it cuz it seems freaky and outlandish. But what about when they tell you on the news? Fox News airs the next morning and says, hundreds of millions of people have disappeared from the earth. Husbands, wives, daughters, sons, babies from cribs. We don't know where they are. We cannot find hundreds of millions of people. They've been taken. They've been abducted. We do not know how to get them back. We don't want this to happen to you or your remaining family. We encourage you. Get down to your local clinic. Go to the local CVS, the pharmacy, and have these chips implanted into your hands so that we can know where you are. You'll not be taken. What, what's going to happen when it gets that real? When the rapture takes place and a great deception is pulled over the minds of men and women, what's going to happen then when Fox News and CNN and CBS and every news station is going to be reporting hundreds of millions, if not billions, billions, If we took every Christian in the world, along with those that are Catholic, there would be something like 1.8 billion people. If every one of those that I just mentioned went in the rapture, 1.8 billion people will disappear from the earth in a moment's time. No trace. No one knows where they are. Abduction, it seems like. Don't you think at that moment People will be rushing to their nearest doctor's office, CVS, pharmacy, whatever, Walmart, to get this chip to make sure that they can be located at all times, that their family will not be another one of the ones, quote unquote, abducted. I believe there'll be a spirit of fear that will motivate the mark of the beast uh, to be taken by those who previously probably wouldn't would have had it put into their bodies, and it's something to think about, but understand what kind of a system can we have worldwide that can govern entire economic transfers, buying, selling? It's so much easier to just use something that's already established. I don't believe that it's going to be Antichrist Corporation, you know, dot com. I believe it'll be somebody already established that the the population already trusts fully. something that people have been using for decades already. I believe it'll be somebody like a Google or an Apple or an amazon.com, you know, to the point where, you know, Amazon is is ruling the day. I mean, they just bought whole foods and they're working out a system where if you go into whole foods, they're, they're trying to get this in. I read about this, uh, how they're developing this technology to where When you go into a whole foods with your smartphone, you can just start taking things off the shelf and putting them in your basket. And without, ever going into one checkout line or having one thing scanned at a register, you can walk out the door and buy your cell phone being logged into Amazon and seeing what you took out of the cart or out of the shelves and put into your basket. Literally, as you walk out the door to your car, your Amazon account will be charged for the groceries you just purchased in Whole Foods without ever having to talk to one person. I mean, don't you think that as we come to the end of time That as technology advances, as it already has, by the way, this technology is not coming, it's here. Wouldn't this be the easiest way to govern? Because all they have to do, if you don't take that mark, if you don't submit to do what they want you to do, all they've got to do is turn off your ability with your chip to make transactions. All they've got to do is shut that thing down in your, you know, what used to be in your phone, what used to be in your watch, now is in your hand or in your forehead. All they have to do is shut down that. Chip's ability to make transactions and no longer, you know, if you don't submit, you can't buy. Think about that for a minute. We're not getting there, we're already there. Did you know anyone who has a car with OnStar in the car? You've heard of OnStar. You can push the button, they give you directions, they pop on. Hello, how can I help you today? Thanks for calling OnStar. All of that. If someone steals your car, do you realize? OnStar can stop the engine as they're driving away. Literally can stop the car and lock the doors. OnStar can lock the doors. Do you know if you crash, OnStar can notice the crash because of what's happening to the car and immediately call the authorities to get you help even if you're unconscious. These technological advancements, they're not coming, they're here. I mean, if they can turn your car off, if they can lock the doors from a remote location, I mean, we're not, it's it's here now. They can turn off your ability to buy and sell. Why do you think that, you know, a globalist, an antichrist agenda wants to become a cashless society to get out of that where people have the ability, you know, to do things without the approval of, you know the processor or those that control the uh, the banking industry, so the reason they're doing it is because it moves us away from uh, people having independent control and now there's governmental and corporational control. And that's where we're headed. I mean, that's what the Bible prophesies. It'll be a one-world system, one-world government, one-world economic system, one-world religion system. And the in, the invention of the microchip and the NFC chip for payments, is a very plausible um, solution for one world mark of the beast technology, and that is already here. It's not coming. That company I told you about, the Verachip Corporation, rebranded and became the Positive ID Corporation. I imagine they had some serious blowback from you know I'm sure right wing people who were screaming you know end times mark of the beast technology, and they rebranded, but they're still continuing in their research. And so, you know, it's, it's very interesting that we're already in the place where one world money system, mark of the beast, buy or sell is possible today. It's not going to be possible. It's already possible. Number three, let's talk about the third invention, technological advancement that is a sign the rapture's close. Number three, live streaming and mobile technology live streaming, and mobile technology. Now, the Bible's pretty clear that uh, as the earth is is brought under the control of a one world government and dictatorship, that technology will play a large part in that control. For example, one of the events that'll cause the entire world to be amazed and follow the Antichrist, I mentioned this earlier, is the prophecy in Revelation 13, where the Bible says, I saw one of his heads as if it had been slain, and his fatal wound was healed and the whole earth was amazed and followed after the beast. Revelation 3.13, or excuse me, 13.3. So this prophecy is telling us that his head will be fatally wounded. You know, many prophecy scholars believe he'll be assassinated, but that wound would be healed. He would be raised from the dead and the whole earth would see it. And be amazed, and follow after the beast. It'll be a sign. They'll say, "See, he's raised from the dead. He's got supernatural power. He must be the one we're waiting for." And in the past, you know, for example, there's another prophecy uh, in in the uh, in the Bible that says when the two witnesses come back to begin to preach on the streets of Jerusalem, they also will be assassinated after they've preached. And their bodies will lay in the streets and the entire world will see them and watch their bodies laying in the streets. Well, in the past, whether it be that prophecy about the two witnesses or this one about the Antichrist, people have speculated, well, you know, that's figurative. It just means when it says that the whole earth was amazed when they saw it it's talking about you know the the area around where it happened or or you know or the area around where he is because here was their argument in the past well there's no there's there's nothing that can happen there's no event that can, can take place that the entire world can see at the same time that was their argument there's nothing that can happen that the whole world can see at the same time that my friends is no longer true we are living in a day where something can happen and the entire world can see it take place live. We have Facebook Live, we have Periscope, we have live streaming applications, we have satellite news. I mean, literally, I'll tell you one thing that blew my mind recently is that we just had the World Cup that took place again. And the World Cup, without a doubt, is the most watched sporting event in the world. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, the Super Bowl doesn't even come close. Not even close. And they're estimating that somewhere close to 2 billion people watched the World Cup as it was happening. In fact, I was reading something recently. I think they said something, I mean, this this blows my mind. Something like one third of the earth. Watch the World Cup live, matches of the World Cup, while the other two thirds had the ability to watch it on replay or watch the archive. Let me tell you how crazy technology is. I'm in the United States of America, driving, by the way, across the country. My wife is driving for any, you know, safety nuts listening to the podcast. My wife's driving. I've got my iPhone in my hand. And while I'm in a car with a mobile phone in my hand, I am live streaming, watching live matches from the World Cup that are taking place overseas across oceans and watching it like it's one state over, or one city over in HD format, watching it as it's happening on a phone in a car that's driving on an interstate. That's insane. And we're, we're there. So imagine if it's that easy to watch a sporting event. Imagine a historic event taking place where two witnesses that are preaching that seem to be supernatural beings are murdered and their bodies are laid in the streets and there's cameras on them from every angle. People are holding their cell phones out, recording them, Facebook living them, Instagram living them, periscoping them, CNN, NBC, Fox News, all of these, you understand, cameras on them, satellite, round the world, live streaming. Everybody will be able to pick up their phone and see it. Literally, if I missed it, let me think about how crazy this is. If I missed a game, a soccer match that I wanted to see, moments after it's finished, moments, literally, not a day, not two days, Minutes after the match is over, I can open the ESPN app, go to the scores section, find the game that I missed, and there's a little button next to it that says highlights. Someone has already edited down a 90-minute game into a six-minute highlight reel where I can watch every goal, every assist, every shot on goal that was missed in minutes. Imagine after the Antichrist is assassinated and raised from the dead, that in minutes it'll be available as a highlight for every person to see on their phone. And the Bible records, and the whole world will see it. And they'll be amazed. And they'll follow after the beast. That is possible right this minute. For the whole world to see the two witnesses, for the whole world to see the beast, Live stream and mobile technology has put us in position for this prophecy to come true easily and quickly. We're there. Hear me when I tell you we are there. Number four, let's go deeper. The Bible tells us something in Daniel chapter 12, the fourth technological advancement and sign that we are close to the end of this Dispensation is found in the book of Daniel, chapter 12. You know, according to the word of God, people will begin to move back and forth or travel at an expedited pace in the final hours of time, in the final days, last days. And within the last 100 years, we've seen the arrival of, you know, commercial airlines, bullet trains that literally travel hundreds of miles per hour. We've looked at interstates, regional highways. And literally, there are people that, that suggest that these expedited travel options now help fulfill prophecy given by Daniel. You realize, when there were men of God like Lester Summerall, Smith Wigglesworth, guys like that, if they wanted to travel around the world to preach the gospel, Howard Carter, you know what they had to do? They had to get on a cargo ship and, and book passage on a ship and spend two to three weeks at sea to get to a place where they could then get off in another nation and preach the gospel to reach the world. Do you realize, now, within 24 hours, you can get from where you are to any place on this earth. I was just talking to my cousin. They're getting ready to open up a flight daily from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to London, England, that will travel. And it's less than six hour flight. You know, it's six hours from the East Coast into London. So you can get across the ocean into another continent, into your western Europe in six hours. From there, it's six hours to Africa. They're going to be running a flight once a week from Pittsburgh uh, into Germany, to Frankfurt, Germany. That's a six hour flight, maybe a little longer. From there, from that Frankfurt airport, you can literally go anywhere in the world. So think about this. Whether you're in New York, whether you're in Pittsburgh, whether you're in D.C., Miami, you jump on a plane, and in less than 24 hours, you can be anywhere in the world. Expedited travel options. It's number four. The Bible says in Daniel 12.4, but as for you, Daniel, conceal these words and seal up the book until the end of time. Many will go back and forth. Many will go back and forth. Imagine, I was thinking the other day as I was driving to one of my meetings, man, I can't imagine being one of those people, uh, you know, back hundreds of years ago that had to get into a covered wagon with horses pulling it, load my family in, my son, my two daughters, you know, whatever clothes we were going to take, whatever food for the journey, you know, made sure we had stuff to camp when we had to stop, and take a covered wagon with horses and go from Virginia to, you know, Oklahoma or Texas, or to go from Virginia to Maine. I mean, how long would that take? You know, forever. You know, and it's arduous and it's, you know, it's ridiculous. Now, within hours, you are where you want to be. And it's a sign that Jesus is coming back soon. And the number five, the fifth one I want to give you today, very interesting, the internet. I believe the internet fulfills a prophecy given by Daniel. And I'm going to read it to you. It's the same verse of scripture. It's just the end of it. Daniel chapter 12 and verse four. But as for you, Daniel, conceal these words and seal up the book until the end of time. And many will go back and forth. We just covered that. And knowledge will increase. Knowledge will increase. If we're not living in a time today where knowledge has increased upon itself, i don't know what we're living in literally within the last twenty years, as the internet has spread and grown and grown and grown, understand knowledge has become available quicker than ever before. Do you realize you know when I was in high school, you know there were, i don't even know that Wikipedia was even fully developed or it developed at all. But I know later on when I was a youth pastor, I heard stories that you know kids weren't allowed to use Wikipedia because it's unreliable. And then a university did a study on Wikipedia versus the Encyclopedia Britannica and found that Wikipedia was more accurate and more quickly updated, obviously, than the Encyclopedia Britannica. We're looking at a website that is uh, curated by many users around the world where we're getting up-to-date information and knowledge about anything, any subject that people are willing to write about. It's amazing. You are one Google search away from finding most likely the answer that you're looking for. You know, when you sit at a table, I'm sure many of you have done this. When you sit at a table and somebody has a a debate about something or argues about something, it's as simple as somebody pulling their phone out and Googling the answer. You know, you don't ever have to wonder who's right and who's wrong anymore. You can Google it. You can Google it. The internet is amazing. It's an amazing resource. But as the Bible says, knowledge will increase. Now, some prophecy scholars mean that that means knowledge in general. Other prophecy scholars believe that that means knowledge about the things of God. But either way you look at it, the internet facilitates that prophecy. Because I'll tell you to this day, there are all kinds of online resources that I'll use even to study the, the Word of God and the things of God. you know So it, it's not like you know they're not mutually exclusive. It's, it's, it's already available to you through the internet, something that I don't think anybody could have envisioned taking place. Think about some of these facts. I was reading a book by uh, Dr. Mark Hitchcock regarding the End times. He listed some of these facts. Uh, he said, if there was ever a time that knowledge is increasing, it's now. Consider. of scientists who have ever lived are alive today. 90% of scientists who have ever lived, they're alive today. Listen to this. Roughly 50% of the world's inventions, total inventions, have been invented in the last 25 years. Think about how knowledge is compounding. Imagine that. Every invention in all of history, 50% of them, have been invented in the last 25 years. One report I read said that the internet doubles in size every seven months. Gone are the days when you gotta to travel to a library or break out an encyclopedia to do research. You can't. You don't have to do that anymore. The internet is an open source of information. It's insane. You don't even have to sit in a college classroom anymore. Now with things like iTunes University and other projects and other products, you can literally watch these lectures and learn things from your home. You know, we've done that. We've, we've created Miracle Word University for you guys so that you can go to MiracleWordU.com and literally learn the doctrines of the Bible from a Pentecostal perspective from your couch. You don't even have to come to a service. You don't have to get out of your house. You could do it in sweatpants and have your faith built, and learn revelation about the word, and go deeper in the things of God, through the internet, you can learn what you need to learn. It's unbelievable, and knowledge is increasing, just as Daniel prophesied in Daniel chapter 12. So clearly and truly, we are in the final moments of time. These prophecies that will be fulfilled, Everything's in place for them to be fulfilled. We're not waiting on things to develop so that we can, uh, you know, get into the place where the end times can take place. We're in the end. Somebody actually asked me because I go further than that, you know, are we in the end times? Somebody said, do you, do you think we're in the last days? And I said, no, I, I don't. Their eyes kind of got wide. I said, no, I believe we're in the last minutes of the last day. I mean, that's how close I believe we are. My Uncle Tiff always said something funny. He says, I believe we're so close to the rapture that I won't even buy green bananas. <laughs> Literally that close. Jesus is coming very soon. And we, these are signs you know, that, that prophecy will be fulfilled. We're already seeing signs of the second coming of Christ. That means we're that much closer to the rapture of the church, which is a signless coming. Jesus Christ is getting ready to return. That's why, listen, you need need to get these things in your spirit. I believe it with all my heart. And and I'm telling you, because that Jesus is coming soon, we have got to get to work seeing souls uh, come into the kingdom of God without question, without question. In fact, uh, let me say this. Every one of you that are listening to this podcast today, you've got to make up in your mind, I'm going to be an effective, impactful soul winner. And if you've not done so already, I recorded a podcast episode that's entitled Four Must Haves of an Effective Soul Winner. Four Must Haves of an Effective Soul Winner. I'm going to link that episode in the description. That would be a good next place, if you've not heard it yet, for you to go and listen immediately because you're called in these final moments of time to be an effective soul winner for God before time runs out. So I want you to go into the description. I want you to click that when you get done with this episode. When you have a moment, listen to that. Four things that got to be in your life if you're going to be an effective soul winner for the kingdom of God. And I know you can do it. I believe in you. You've got an anointing that's in your life to succeed in the kingdom of God. I want to take a minute and pray that every person who's listening to this podcast, the reality of eternity would be burnt into your heart, soul, and mind So that you can't just, you know, stumble through life, coast through life zombified, just wondering, you know, what's my next thing? I gotta just do, you know, you can't coast. Don't put life on cruise control. Be aware that time's running out, and this generation needs what you have. I wanna pray for you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray you would touch every man and every woman listening to this podcast episode today. I pray in Jesus' name you'd set a fire in their heart. Let them know we're in those moments of time that Christ is getting ready to come and we've got to get to work. Souls are hanging in the balance. And so God, give us a compassion for souls. Give us a love for people. But put that urgency in our belly that time's running out and let us step out in faith and do things we've never done for the kingdom of God. I know you'll bless us as we do. We thank you for that, and we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name, amen. Listen, let me let me say, if you've not done this yet, please take a minute. If you've not subscribed to this podcast, take a minute and subscribe on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Subscribe to our podcast. You'll get new episodes every week. It will be a massive blessing to you. Listen to this episode again and again. Get it into your spirit. But let me say this, new schedule coming up. Starting next week, got a brand new podcast schedule. Here's what it is. We'll have the, this main edition of the podcast that you usually enjoy on Tuesdays. It's gonna now start airing on Mondays. So the podcast is coming to you a day earlier. And the reason we're doing that is because now that the Southeast Worship Summit is coming closer and closer, we're gonna be taking Wednesdays on the podcast to release a brand new episode and a brand new segment every week called Worship Wednesday where we're going to be teaching specifically on the subject of praise and worship. We're going to take segments from last year's conference and we're going to put them there for you. We're going to do interviews. I'm going to teach specifically on that subject, but you're not going to want to miss it. Worship Wednesday is coming to the podcast starting next week, every week. So we'll have Monday, And Wednesday, that will be live on the podcast. You're not going to want to miss it. Do me a favor before you go share this episode with somebody on social media. Pop it on your Instagram story, pop it on Instagram, throw it up in Facebook, put it on Snapchat, pop it into Friendster, throw it up with a carrier pigeon. Let somebody see that you're listening to the podcast and encourage them that it'll bless them too. I really appreciate you guys listening. I love you so much. And I'll be back again with you next week right here. Don't forget before we go, goodness and mercy are following you for the rest of your life. Talk to you next week. To find out when Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. will be near you, please visit our website at www.miracleword.com.